the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. It's all I want. She's blonde, five foot two. It's all I need, yeah. And one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. This is my America. There is nowhere I'd rather be. It's Tuesday night, Taco Tuesday. That's right. Never had a Taco Tuesday sound effect. Munch, munch. (laughs) And yet every time I say Taco Tuesday, I pause (laughs) for for the sound. I don't know why I do that. Um, I'm in a great mood tonight. Uh, Just always honored to get to be here and share this time with you guys, in spite of the fact that uh, things are not looking good at all for the U.S. economy, despite... What the installer-in-chief, installed like a toilet in the White House, wants to share with you guys. We've got lots of economic information to give to you guys. And I, and we we got to serve it to you straight, right? I can't, We cannot sugarcoat. If you go to look at Top of Drudge, which is not exactly the right-wing outlet that it used to be, uh, the, all the stats that are out there are not great. And we're going to share with you the economic information tonight because you know what? You got to know what it is. We can't, burying our heads in the sand. do it is not going to solve the problem. And we can no longer, as a people, sit back and allow ourselves to be spoon-fed some of the lies you're going to hear in a few moments about the economy, or to sit back thinking, you know what, I don't, I don't have to do anything. You know, I voted. You know, that's the end of that, right? We've got to get active and take our country back. Speaking of voting, tonight is a primary night, and I believe five states, and there's lots of people tonight, Saying, oh, you know, saying it's it's a test. They say this every time. It's a test of Trump's power, um, which is really what this whole Jan 6 thing is about. They're trying to take his power away, thinking incorrectly so, that if they cut off the head of the MAGA snake, that MAGA will slither off and die. And that's not going to, right? Particularly given the economic conditions, um, it looks as though we already do have some results. Uh, the states in question are Nevada... Let me see if I get all of them right for you guys. Nevada, South Carolina, Maine, and North Dakota. We already know that out of South Carolina, that the incumbent Republican Governor Henry McMaster has won the GOP primary. Over there, he was um, he was challenged by somebody named Harrison Musselwhite, who uh, I love that name, Musselwhite. That's a great name. That's a classy name. That's an awesome name. It's a strong name. He was a trucker. He is, was a trucker, a former businessman whose campaign focused on allowing open carry of guns, preventing government vaccine mandates, and getting rid of state income taxes. He's my man, South Carolina. It just goes to show, speaking of power, the power of the incumbency. So we've got uh, primary results to give to you guys tonight, as well as results of, of what's going on with the Democrats' push to take our guns. We've got somebody 
uh, who's a candidate who is a former law enforcement for 12 years, I believe, is going to be here with talk to talk guns in the Second Amendment with us. And of course, we want to hear from you. 888-344-1170. How concerned are you right now with the economy? How is it affecting you on a daily basis? How's it affecting decisions you're making? Uh, yesterday, there was a report on Drudge that, um, and, and if you're wondering why I've been going back to Drudge, even though they stopped being who they were, is that, that when, when the left is pushing out this kind of negative information, you know that it's, it's the truth in terms of how bad the economy is. They had an article there yesterday that Californians are fleeing south of the border where they can live uh, afford to live and come back and cross the border here back into the USA to work. Are you one of those people? 888-344-1170. Are you considering it? 888-344-1170. We're streaming live right now on the Answer San Diego Facebook page, as well as on the app, the Answer San Diego app, streaming on theanswersandiego.com and more. All that being said, I got to bring in my brother. Every night of the week, he's here with me, Taco Tuesday or not. It's DJ Potato Skins. Unanimous Potato. That's the rare unanimous potato. DJ Potato Skins. Two points. Uh, being a Taco Tuesday, mashed potato tacos are awesome. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, they are. And two, it's hitting me personally, Andrea, and I can see why people are looking south of the border because every decision this installer-in-chief is making is killing the economy, retirement accounts, and unless you know somebody, you could find yourself up a creek. I highly suggest everybody... Check in on their savings and retirements because if you haven't looked at it in a while, like I did, it could be bleak. Right. Well, we're going to talk a little bit more about the economy in a minute. Thank you for sharing that. And it just goes to show people who think that the stock market is only for the one percenters. No. I, it's for everybody. Hello. You, if you've got a 401k, if you're a teacher, if you're you know a fireman, you know where do you think your pensions are coming from? They're coming from mutual funds and different kinds of, of investment portfolios. Staying on the primary night, though, what I want to say, too, is if you're in Nevada and the polls haven't closed, get out and vote. And there's it's kind of a little I don't want to say controversial in Nevada, Um, by the way. Well, let me finish up in South Carolina. Trump had endorsed uh, Katie Arrington against the squishy Republican Nancy Mace, who had when she ran for office, she ran as a Trump MAGA Republican and then threw him under the bus, which is so typical of so many people. Another uh, area that people are looking at is in Nevada, and there are uh, the there is in the state of Nevada a candidate that Trump backed, whose last last name is Laxalt, and then there's a former military veteran whose name is Sam Brown. And, you know, I've got great, great conservative friends of mine that back Sam Brown. But I got to tell you, and if you're listening to me, girl, I love you so much. But when I hear that he's he is saying that we need to not talk about the elections again and what happened in 2020 and move on. That's not my man. That's not my guy. That's not my guy. That is the issue. Yeah, because nothing matters if our elections don't matter. Not only was there a problem in 2020. Across the board and anybody and it it, it is moving on. Um, He he not it it wasn't even just that he said, look, yeah, it happened, but we've got to move on from it and fix things going forward. No, he actually went on to say that Trump uh, that Biden won legitimately and is the president of the United States. That's somebody I can't vote for. Will not vote for another Republican who dares to say that. WAPO is reporting tonight there's over 100 Republicans in the races they're, you know, hand wringing over that are backing Trump's quote crazy conspiracy claims of election fraud. Let me remind the Sam Browns of the world and others that uh, the Democrats 
in 2016 went to the floor when on the day the electoral votes were to be counted and and did what tried to f- try to deny the electoral votes from a variety of different states to be counted including Jamie Raskin who's sitting on the Jan 6 committee if you don't believe that there's fraud that's taken place in this country you have no business being running for office so either either you're ignorant of what has gone down or you're part of the problem and i can't support that going forward absolutely can't um, so we will continue to look out at the races across the country that are happening. And let me tell you, you know, th- this is one of my closest friends that's supporting him. But, you know, I, I don't advocate for party or Paul I advocate for ideas. I don't attach myself in any kind of way emotionally to anybody who's running for office or well, in, just in like office. Andrea, when, when Trump missteps, we call him out on the show, not because we hate Trump. We love Trump, but we're going to tell him what he's doing wrong. Right. Exactly. Um, let's do get into some some economic news, because as people are voting, let me tell you, as James Carville said, fellow LSU grad, it's the economy, stupid. Let's look at just some numbers. Wholesale inflation at 10.8 percent. That cannot even be accurate when the prices of almost everything that's that people are experiencing are going up anywhere from 20 to 40 to almost 50 percent. And I'm not even sure if that's even including shrinkflation. Hedge fund selling never more furious. Property values falling across the USA and Europe. Real estate firms announcing layoffs as mortgage rates surge to 6.28%. Now, the mortgage rates are going to have to go up because this is the problem that they've put us in with all this spending and all and printing money and sending billions of, you know, um, sending billions of dollars, for example, over to other countries around the world and just all the different ways that the war on energy. It all cascades um, back. Well, it all cascades back. It causes inflation. And how do you stop inflation? Well, you've got to you've, you've got to take m- more money out of the money supply, and that means raising interest rates. So not only now do we have inflation that's still going to be around here for a while, now we got to pay more on anything for which we borrow money, including homes. Well, Andrea, that may not be a bad thing when the average cost of a home is a million dollars. Well, but, you know... I, do I think that, that the prices are overinflated with, with houses in California? Yeah. But do you really think that raising interest rates is a way to solve the problem? No, the way you solve that problem, it's complicated, but in, in its simplest form is supply and demand. You make it possible for uh, new construction in a variety of different ways. Um, there's also some other uh, things going on, you know, that people are expecting a crypto winter, digital fortunes vanishing. I've never followed the digital currency well, situation. What you said with construction, Con- construction of new houses are now a lot harder to do or impossible because of all the construction costs have gone way up. One of the first things that was going on when the Biden administration took place was the cost of lumber was skyrocketing, which was causing the cost of, of home construction to skyrocket. The war on energy then just really made the price of everything go up. And also, and, and what, what goes up must come down. Well, the Dow was going down, 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 babies, back to pre-Trump administration levels. It's now probably going to be below 30K. And that's what you were talking about yeah, when you looked at your retirement your, account. Because if you yeah. haven't, I've checked mine. Didn't like what I found. Well, I'm not in a position right now to do anything about it. I don't have time to deal with it because I've just my life's crazy right can. now. But I do. I plan to. And um, I, I know the panic that's going on out there. People are coming to me going, how do I get a hold of financial thought? Dr. Dave Elhoff. 
Um, he's we're the man. Uh, he's the man. He's on the show every Wednesday night. I'm going to make sure I give out his phone number um, tonight throughout the show so you can text him and, and just start with a conversation. And you know what? Better to find out the reality, have some options explained to you by somebody who knows what he's doing. And um, so anyway, we're going to take a quick break. We come back. We're going to continue this conversation about the economy because we've got some sound clips. If you thought it was going to get bad now, it's going to get really even worse. And let me tell you, one of the ways it's going to get worse is we have a shortage of a particular item on the shelves. Hell hath no fury till a certain group of our population can't get a certain product that they need. It might get real ugly, and we're going to share all the ugly details when we come back. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. AK, dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. There's a certain shortage out there that's happening. That it's kind of the shortage nobody's been talking about, which is really interesting. I mean, you you would think that we, you know, that the 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 late the first I heard of it today, right? But I mean, sh- shelves are empty everywhere, right? Do you guys know of the shortage? That's like the secret shortage that everybody's too afraid to talk about. And why are they afraid to talk about it? I mean, with with the kind of vulgarity that we've got going on in our culture today and our TV shows and movies, I mean, you would think that people would would be, I mean, we're so bold. I mean, you look at these pride parades, people wandering around naked and having kink sex in the street. You think people would be, you know, it, you know, it, it open about talking about anything. Do you think it's that, Skins? Or do you think it's that... They, they don't. I think it's a deeply – what it is is I think it's a deeply personal matter for this group of people that we're going to mention in just a moment. And when you take this product away, that's not cool. Yeah. That's I all think, I'm going to say. I think the left doesn't want to mention it. That's I think exactly it's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, and it's also controversial because this is for a certain um, uh, group of Americans that right now is kind of being hijacked away from it. If you follow, okay, I we, do. we we might should we end the mystery and let's tell everybody? Tell let's let's just uh, there is. I can't even see. I can't even legitimately describe it. There is a shortage right now. Of feminine hygiene products, but they're not actually even calling it feminine hygiene products, right? Because now supposedly even men can have their menstruation, have their period, right? Is maybe, is, is that why maybe that the media hasn't been reporting on this because they don't want to open good hypothesis. Yeah. Yeah. They don't want to open up a can of worms. They don't want to let the, the women of, of the world know you might be about to be out. The real uh, women. uh, The real women. You might be out of something you might need. And because they, you think about the, Anger. This will be rivaling the level of the baby food shortage. Oh, easily in this country, if women are not able to get the products that they need for their cycle. I want to play this clip. It is clip six. All the stores I visited today did have tampons in stock, but depending on the brand, certain shelves were completely empty. It's something women have been complaining about for weeks on social media, and finally, manufacturers are admitting there's a nationwide shortage. A lot less product in here. Some are calling it the shortage. No one is talking about tampons as well as menstrual pads are in short supply. All right, let's head into Target, see what their supplies like. We saw the problem firsthand while visiting several local stores. We still have product, but you can see some of the shelves are empty here. Online, people all over the country are posting about it. One woman tweeted, now there's a tampon shortage. We can't have anything. This Reddit post dates back to April when another woman complained about the same issue. Yeah. You know why nobody, you know why this is the first time I've heard any, anybody in the mainstream media reporting on this. Oh, yeah. 
because this is a major, major crisis. And they don't want anybody to know about it because the left loves to accuse the Republican Party of waging a war on women, right? Of trying to take women back to the to the Dark Ages and the Stone Ages, right? Well, who's trying to take women back to the Stone Ages where they don't even have their hygiene products that they need? You think about it. What are women supposed to do? I know they got these new tricked out underwear out there. I don't even want to I don't even want to get into that because quite frankly, no. No. <laughs> no, that is nothing but an adult version of a female diaper. No, 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 no. And I know that astronauts use those, including that creepy woman astronaut who wore diapers all the way to Florida to try to kill her, her boyfriend's girlfriend. Another story. Anyway, but this is serious, Skins. This is real serious. And you think about being, a, look, I remember what it's like to be a teenage girl. I don't want to offend anybody's sensibilities, but there are so many issues surrounding this that, that is going to affect girls' lives. It's multi-layered. It's very multi-layered. It is something that's very personal uh, and private to, to a woman. And it's only going to be made, matters are only going to be made worse when they don't have what they need. But, you know, the de- left doesn't care, right? I mean, somebody, uh, you know, I, I did post this, I think, earlier on social media. And somebody said, oh, you know, maybe they just need to go into all the men's bathrooms and all the colleges and universities around here because they've been, we reported. Oh, that's right. That's right. Right? Kind of like they took all the baby formula down to the border for the illegal aliens. I forgot about the story we talked about. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe all these tampons are in the male locker rooms. And because Bob Walters. take those things back. Bob Walters reported on that. I'm being facetious. There's not enough, you know, universities putting tampons in men's restrooms. But um, they're, they're trying to hide this from the American people. But it's getting out because women are reporting on it. And it's a serious issue. Um. But don't worry, because whether it's this or any other inflation issue, Joe Biden's got the answers for you guys. Um, his answer, um, you know, is that he gave a whole entire edu- uh, speech today. And Skins and I talked about how much of this are we going to you know, play. It's such nonsense. It's so so many lies uh, uh, about it. And it's not um, even crafty anymore. They're just flat out lies. Yeah, just just flat out lying. And, you know, it's the and it's the same rhetoric, same old tired demonize the wealthy, blame Trump for everything. It's such crazy nonsense. But, you know, I want you to know what the Biden administration is planning on here, because if you think that the plan might be in any way for them to to do anything that's going to make things easier and better, um, you're wrong. Skins, please play clip three. Put on rent and mortgage costs, high speed Internet. You guys out there are going to be putting on high speed and we've already got the money for it, billions of dollars. Well, guess what? When you get it done, it's going to lower the cost of high-speed internet for every family in America by 30 bucks a month. That's a lot of money. And it's a lot of jobs. Look, we can do all this. I'm asking, all I'm asking is for the largest corporations and the wealthiest Americans to begin to pay their fair share in taxes. Joe, don't lean into the mic. Yeah, this is absolute insanity. So some woman who can't get 
tampons or Kotex pads this month and has no idea how she's going to take care of herself. Um, but maybe go back to the old days. You know, should I say it? How crude can I be? Let's just put it. There was an expression back in the day before we had these kinds of modern products that was called being on the rag. And it was called that for a reason. And I don't mean to be crude, but that's where we're going in this country. And this guy comes to the microphone today and tries to sell the American people on the great news that somewhere down the line after taxpayers fund $500 billion. Cheap internet. Cheap internet? Dude. How, jobs for that? How about hiring some people to wrap some cotton balls in a way and create some tampons? This is insane. And then, of course, he got, he's got to go on with the, with the typical tried and true, oh, the wealthy ain't paying enough taxes. We, the, the, there is not a revenue problem in the United States of America. They're taking in more money than they ever have, and they're spending it. He went on today to say he's sick and tired of hearing people complain about his spending. He's saving our lives with this spending. This man is killing us all economically and destroying us economically. He dared to go on and say... That when he took office, that he has saved the economy, that when he took office, uh, Trump had lost more jobs than he had created, and that 3,000 people a day were dying from COVID. A couple of things. Joe Biden's the one who has not created one new job since being in office. The only people that they're counting as new jobs They've are- They've got their jobs back. they got their jobs back. And if, and there, if you're going to say anything critical of Trump, it's that he went along with the 14 days to flatten the curve. But beyond that, the millions and millions and millions of people who were without work for two years was squarely on the Democrat governors like Gavin Newsom here in the state of California. So that's an absolute lie. But everything coming out of the Biden administration and the Democrats are lies. But you know what? They can't. The, one of the reasons why we're not even going to bother to continue to pay, pl- play more of his gaslighting lies is because it's not working on the American people. It's absolutely no, when not Americans working. Americans can't save money for retirement. When Americans can't fill their gas tank or go to the store, they're not buying what he's laying down, Andrea. Yeah. He actually said, remember those long lines of cars stretching miles back waiting for just a box of food? That was because of Democrats completely destroying entire industries and shutting down entire states. That was not Donald J. Trump who did that. He said, that's happening today as parents wait desperately for baby formula, said the RNC back. Yeah. Under my plan for the economy, we've made extraordinary progress. I just read you the stats. We were not paying. In fact, there's a compilation video that's been making the rounds today of Trump predicting absolutely everything, everything. that's happening. On January 6th, I put the meme up. Yeah, let's all remember January 6th where we were paying $1.99 a gallon for gas. He went on to talk about how uh, Joe Biden was going to uh, jack you up on the prices. You're going to be paying 7 and $8 a gallon of gas, how they're then going to take your cars and how there was going to be a crime wave, an open border and a crime wave across the country. He also went on to say how we were going to be involved in more foreign wars that didn't benefit us in any way to protect. He even specifically said to protect borders around the world. And he was right on every count. Absolutely right. And when it comes to taking your cars, we're going to share some clips with you later on that. We're not going to play any more Biden and his gaslighting. But we do need to uh, share with you guys what their plans are coming forward with our cars. Because when Trump said they're coming to take your cars, it was not hyperbolic. It was real. What else are they trying to take? Your guns. Gun control? Nah. Gun grab is on. The push to actually take our guns is and with on. Republicans in tow. Ab- yeah, with Republicans in tow. And we've actually got somebody who's going to be with us who has a little experience. And they're doing that under the guise of saving kids, right?
Well, we've actually got somebody who worked for 10 years in law enforcement uh, who actually protected kids. And he's going to be here to share his three-point plan on how to do that. And it does not involve in taking guns away from law-abiding citizens. Stay tuned. More Andrea K. Show on its way. 888-344-1170. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Glad to have you guys here with me. Before the break, I, I said to you guys, later on we're going to share with you about how the, Donald Trump was correct when he said, they're going to try to take your cars. And, and, and he meant it. They're going to try to take your cars. I said, what else are they going to try to take from you? Not control, not limit your access to, but actually take from you. And it's your guns. And people people are so used to the little death by a thousand cuts against our liberties that they might be thinking, no way, Andrew, they want to try to actually take our guns. Well, yeah, CNN did an op-ed saying that repealing the Second Amendment is the, quote, only effective way to deal with gun violence. This, has, uh, this is from uh, senior political contributor Bill Press. Who claims that uh, from that it is clear from the Second Amendment's text that it has nothing to do with individual gun ownership, nothing to do with self-defense, and nothing to do with assault weapons? I told you that this was coming. That the exploitation of these poor uh, children—y'all know how much that story out of Uvalde just absolutely killed me and crushed my heart. Particularly knowing that that children were still alive up until the final moments before they finally got into that room. And I want as much as anybody that we no longer have children as sitting ducks in schools, but this is just a blatant, disgusting use excuse to try to take our guns away from us. Um, what should we be doing to pre- protect children instead of taking guns away from law abiding citizens? I'm no expert on it, but my guest is tonight. He's Dr. Mark Sherwood. He actually is uh, running for governor in Oklahoma. At the top of the show, I was saying, we've got elections going on. We've got to be making sure we're voting for people that are going to protect our rights. Um, in addition to running for a governor in Oklahoma, he's a 10-year veteran of a SWAT team. He was a SWAT team member for 10 years. And he's actually got a, a, a three-point plan that might actually save children's, children's lives. And he joins me now. Hi, Dr. Mark Sherwood. Thank you for being here on tonight's Andrea K. Show. Andrea, thanks for having me. I'm super honored to be here. Thank you. Well, thank you. So um, nobody's lost their badge. Nobody's even been suspended. Children that suffered the trauma of that event in Uvalde were used as political props, in my opinion, and taken to D.C., where I believe they were re-victimized, all used in a push to um, to take our guns away from us. And we still don't have any answers. We know that there was a timeline that was published that for almost the entire hour, there were children still alive and even on the phone with 911 operators towards the last two minutes that they were in there. What do you what do you have to say about the police reaction in Uvalde? Well, like many that watched that go down and then watched the information come out afterwards, I was horrified. The optics looked terrible. Um, just to kind of give you a little background that might enlighten all of the listeners to understand, you know, the information that comes forth. And then I would tell you what should have happened uh, had they been given this information. Um, Number one, when you show up at a scene like that, and I've trained in situations like that and been in situations like that, you know, there's 
oh, literally all hell is breaking loose, chaos everywhere. You, you have to do one thing. You have to figure out what's going on. And the first thing you want to do is kind of set what's called an outer perimeter, which means you want to seal off maybe the, um, the school grounds, for example, so that, uh, for example, parents can't go in there and become victims themselves. That would make sense. But then you also have to determine where the shooter is in the school and try to identify that as quick as possible and set what's called an inner perimeter so that you can prevent the shooter from going mobile, you know, outside of the school. Mm -hmm. So you have an outer perimeter, inner perimeter, and then you have to figure out uh, super quickly two pieces of information. Number one is where is the shooter and is he alone and armed and barricaded? If he is alone in our barricades, you figure out where he is and seal off that area and you render aid as quick as possible and get all the victims out for medical treatment, et cetera, et cetera. If you find out that the shooter is armed and barricaded with hostages or with potential victims or with dying victims in room, as soon as possible, you figure out where he is, seal off the area and get a group of um, brave individuals and go straight at that room, breach that door and take out, terminate, exterminate that suspect immediately. And yes, that requires great courage. It requires great heroism. Um, and people might might die. But that's what the tactical response should be to that. Now, I don't know what information the people, uh, the officers that were actually standing, you know, outside the school or outside of a room, I don't know what they were given. So uh, hopefully that information comes out, but that's what probably should have happened. Well, we know from the commander, we're talking to uh, Dr. Mark Sherwood, who's running for governor in Oklahoma, and he's a 10-year veteran of a SWAT team. Uh, according to the uh, incident commander on the scene, he dropped his radios uh, and left them out at his car because, you know, one of them had a whip uh, antenna that might bother him as he was running. So he didn't even provide any means for which he would communicate with anybody uh, on the campus, out, outside, or the police headquarters. He also said that they couldn't get in the room because there was, and this is why I'm glad you're on tonight, because he said there was like a steel frame to where they, they would not be able to get to break down the door. Your thoughts on the door. Your thoughts on him leaving a radio, not bringing his radio with him because it had a whip antenna, and then getting in there and not making any attempt to get into the room because there had a steel frame around it. And so then they just, uh, you know, uh, canoodled around for an hour while children were being shot and got, you know, to try to hunt down a key. Yeah, number one with the radio um, issue, I'm <laughs> grab somebody else's radio, do whatever you can. You have to communicate. You have to get the information uh, that's coming at you excuse me, from the scene, uh, from the bystanders, witnesses, et cetera, but you also have to get the information that's coming at you from the dispatchers receiving those 911 calls. Uh, number two, you find something to get through that door. I don't care if you use bullets, explosives, flashbang devices, you get through that door. You have to get through that door. And yes, I, I realize it's a traumatic incident, but you know whatever you have to do, You've got to breach that door because you're talking about lives being lost. And, you know, again, I don't know the scene or the layout of the logistics of the um, the campus there, but um, right. you've got to be innovative, you've got to be creative and figure out something you know, to get in that door and eliminate the threat. He um, 
He also went on to say that that the other option was to go through a window to the exterior, but they were scared if they smashed the window that he would he would kill children, which he ended up doing. So would that have been bad to me? It's like, well, if you smash the window and shoot him in the head, you know, you he wouldn't necessarily have time to kill a bunch of kids. I mean, does that make sense to you to not go in a window? Well, you know, again, not being there, but. Yeah, I just know me. I just know me, Andrea. Um, I'm going in the window. Yeah, I am. Yeah, it just. And I'm yeah. going to take somebody with me, and I'm I'm probably going to get shot, might die, but if I can take a bullet for one of those kids, you know, I'm going to do it. And we have to think like that. Um, that thing broke my heart, Andrea. It's me too. not. It's just it's it's heart rendering and it, it just it's hard to take. It's hard to even fathom the evil within mankind's eyes and uh, heart, et cetera. But you've got to do everything you can to save one life. And, you know, I, I just when I, I think pray of, that, that was the angle. Yeah. Excuse me for interrupting. When I think about that little girl called what, three or four times and was on the phone with them, I think three minutes before they finally got the key. And and, and then by then, so she was gone. We don't know. They were there within a couple of minutes. Um, So yeah, you got a set of perimeters or whatever, but there's just no excuse in my mind. And to make matters worse, it's bad enough. I don't have children. I've and I've said this before. I imagine that the worst thing that could happen to somebody is to have a child, um, it, it taken from you is to lose a child even and there's no good or bad way but I would imagine there, there's worse ways one of which would be to have that child taken from you and murdered and then it gets even worse when it could have been maybe saved possibly saved by law enforcement who stood in the hallway and I just can't get past this story and I'm and then it just made worse for me doctor when they're coming up with all this nonsense that wouldn't save children you know the Biden administration is saying that he doesn't believe in hardening schools uh, what I mean, does that not, I mean, should we not have armed security outside? Should we not have doors that lock? Uh, and, you know, yes. right? What should we be doing? Yeah, so I, I know, I think, and I'll say it, I know we're on radio, but I think I think Biden's remark was idiocy. And it, it doesn't make any sense. But the bottom line is, you, you've got to do exactly what Israel does. I, I was there. I saw what Israel does with their schools. I observed it with my own eyes. They have visible, heavily armed security in front of those schools. And I asked the question, Andrew, this is probably 30 years ago now, but I asked the question, why are you doing this? And their response was pretty clear. This is our future. Behind those, uh, those walls are our future leaders. We are not going to let anybody destroy that. Mm. And, and I thought at the time, I thought, wow. But now, and even you know, 20 years ago, I was looking at that and this whole thing differently when Columbine and Jonesboro came up, you know, mm-hmm. I, I immediately responded back to that instance. So we, we need to do a couple of things. We need to have heavily on visible security. I'm talking as a visible deterrent where these idiots that go in there and try to take out soft targets. And that's what this is. They want to take out as many as they can with as least resistance as possible. Uh, so that's number one. Number two, you've got to have a heavily surveilled singular entrance to that school and you have to pay attention to that i mean i'm talking cameras uh in all angles etc you have to have that but you, you have to have multiple exits for emergencies but you want to keep those sealed off one entrance and then the third part of it is you you really need to have i call it non-visible security features in other words you have signs up everywhere that say something like beware uh, criminal. There yeah. are people that 
on this property that are armed and you don't identify them. And so those three steps are going to give you a visible deterrence. And I'm telling you, I've looked at these shooters before and, and they have a commonality. They want to go where there's least resistance because they're nothing but spineless cowards. Mm-hmm. That's what they are. And they don't want to face their own demons, so they want to take out their evil on somebody else. And mm-hmm. so you've got to create as much resistance as possible because, look, you know, when you look at Israel, I use that as an example, what have they had four or five attacks on schools in the last 50 years? This is an example that we can follow. And I don't like, you know, so much to say that we're here in this time in the world, but we are. We're here, mm-hmm. and let's do not let this happen ever again. Right, and and they and you know it, it. There was Columbine and Sandy Hook and Parkland, and there's no excuse for why there's any school that is vulnerable to anybody. That there should no, be nobody who has any opportunity to get to a school and start picking off kids. It's unacceptable. Uh, Governor Dewine, and um, I want to play a quick clip for you, which gives some okay. details of what uh, Ohio Governor Dewine has signed into law that has to do with teachers. Skins clip two, please. In an effort to protect children from school shooters, Ohio's governor signed a bill into law which will allow teachers to carry firearms. Governor Mike DeWine says their goal continues to be helping public, parochial, and private schools get the tools they need to protect children. The bill would require 24 hours of training for staff members. DeWine says he also intends to sign another bill today that will provide an additional $100 million for a K-12 safety grant program. He says this money can be put towards physical safety upgrades in school buildings and will help with the cost of any extra layers of physical protection. Um, will allow teachers to carry firearms. Your thoughts? I think that's a, a viable solution. You know, it's not saying every teacher that's there has to. It's saying that the teachers can that have training, confidence, and competence. And it goes back to the third point of what I was saying earlier. It's that... Um, non-visible security feature because that gives the mind of the criminal the thought, oh my goodness, if I go in there, I really don't know if I'm attacking somebody with a firearm or not. These are not sitting guts, sitting ducks anymore. So I I think that's a good thing. I think Governor DeWine is should be committed for that because the farthest thing we want to do right now is to, as you said in your intro, is abolish the second amendment that's mm-hmm. we don't even want to go there right well that's where they want to take us and there, there's plans actually uh there's been statements i guess i should say that they want to uh you know pack the supreme court to make it to make it permanent and so um we need to continue to remind the american people that yes these tragedies are happening and they're actually are preventable um but it doesn't involve having to take guns away from law-abiding citizens so dr mark sherwood thank you for being here tonight tell everybody how they can um, learn more about you and your campaign. Yeah, the listeners can go to Sherwood2022.com and you can see all our stances there. We're very pro-2A and uh, just appreciate you, uh, Andrea, having us on and really appreciate the stance and the work you're doing. Well, thank you. Appreciate you as well. Take good care. Yes, ma'am. Bye-bye. All right. Now, y'all stay tuned. We got more to talk about. What else are they trying to grab? Well, I already told y'all they're trying to grab the cars. You might be thinking, Andrea, AK, you crazy. I'm not the crazy ones. There's a lot of crazy going on, and we're going to continue to share it with you tonight. So don't go anywhere. This is the Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. Andrea K, the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer, San Diego. 
Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. You know what today is? I forgot to mention it. Today's actually Flag Day, right? I should have my flag up behind me. No, I always thought Flag Day should have got a lot more attention. It should. Um, let me read to you a little bit of what it is. Americans uh, observe Flag Day on June 14th every year to celebrate the introduction of the American flag. Um, the symbol of the, this uh, comes from, I don't know who this is. It's observed, observed annually. Um, I don't know that I've seen a whole lot of, of observance of it. Have you any seen a whole lot of flags waving everywhere? I mean, I, I haven't personally, but we fly ours every day at home. Yeah. Um, a couple of days ago, I think it was, you think it was a coincidence that a couple of days ago, Muriel Bowser, mayor of D.C., decided she was going to wave a flag with 51 stars on it, just decided she was going to add a star for the District of Columbia because, you know, they're desperate to make that a state because if they can make that a state with almost 100 percent, I think I think my bestie's daughter is probably the only conservative and true conservative in that town. Um, then they've got they've got a way to get complete control and, and maintain majorities uh in in the house and the senate so um she bastardized the flag um the interesting thing is somebody posted a meme i think it was dr gorka posted a meme today showing side by side free speech they there was a symbol of a boot um stomping on the flag and a flame with the flags being burned the american flag with a caption that said free speech pride flag getting stomped or burned hate speech isn't that so true that's very true today absolutely what else is true what else is true is that they are coming to com- to take your cars, at least your gas in any car using using gasoline. And that is absolutely the plan. They're not even hiding it anymore. There is no plan to go back to drilling, to open up any pipeline. There is no plan whatsoever to continue to do anything that is involving fossil fuels, coal or natural gas, period. In fact, it's funny, Kid Rock said today, I wish I had thought of this. It's actually brilliant. Guy's not much of a singer, but he's actually pretty smart. He said, domestic oil is the new ivermectin. Get this, Skins, right? You're nodding your head. You can't have it because it would solve the crisis they need you to go through. That's so true. Isn't that true? They had to withhold ivermectin and, you know, all the uh, all the different ways, the different uh, therapeutic packages that were saving people uh, until you uh, were desperate enough that you'd be willing to suffer this substance being jabbed into you. And that's the same playbook here, right? The playbook here is they've got to deny you gasoline that's going to heat your run, your fuel, your cars and heat your home and all that. They got to jack so you, you. Live your life. Yeah. Yeah. So that you'll be willing to take the poison of all their green energy crap as a part of their great reset. Proof is in the fact that John Kerry just basically let the cat out of the bag. Clip two. Clip seven. President Biden has made a very significant commitment for the United States to be, first of all, power sector carbon free by 2035. By 2035, to only be producing electric vehicles in the United States, which General Motors and Ford and others manufacturers have bought into. And they're now spending hundreds of millions of dollars to retool their plants in order to uh, produce those vehicles. That's only 13 years from now. Within 13 years, there will be no gas-powered cars manufactured in the United States. And you won't be able to get parts either. That's where we're going. 
All right. Uh, but we're not really going anywhere. we got a whole other hour of the Andrea K. Show on its way. So stay with us. Go get a little cocktail, a coffee, whatever you need to refuel. And we'll be back in a few moments for our dose of the Andrea K. Show. 888-344-1170. I know. I can taste it. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.